Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on February 11th, 2024. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to contribute financially to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Audrey Lukasak with a Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel for this day is written in the Gospel of St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Today, just before we hear the Gospel, I want to give you a context of what took place just before what we will hear today of the transfiguration. In the previous chapter, uh, Jesus asked, who do people say that I am? And he even asked, who do you say that I am? And Peter piped up and said, you are the Messiah, the Christ. And from there, Jesus then went on to describe what was going to be coming. He knew the scriptures, He knew the signs of the time, and it was in this moment that he began to instruct the disciples that he would suffer many things. He was being seen as a threat, and so those with powers were going to create lots of suffering that would lead him to his death and crucifixion, and but then he said, I will rise after three days. Now, Peter, having heard that there was so much that was going to be happening to Jesus, he pulled Jesus aside and said, this cannot be, this cannot happen. And Jesus said to Peter, Satan, get behind me. And then six days later is when we hear the story of Jesus being transfigured. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for the disciples were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they were looking around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. The Gospel of our Lord. 
I invite you to pray with me. Spirit of the living God, come now and grow our faith, deepen our hope, come and strengthen our love, and water in each of us a desire to be your faithful family forever. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Has there ever been a time in which you were getting ready for a trip or on, to go on a journey? Maybe it was a hike in some of the wonderful mountains out here in Washington. Well, many times we can do all the preparations that we need for whether it's a hike or for a trip. But have you ever had surprises happen? So maybe the surprises were good. Maybe there was a surprise you weren't expecting on this journey, and there was awe and wonder. Several years ago, during this time on Transfiguration Sunday, I had the opportunity to be in South Africa. I had worshiped at my friend's uh, church, and one of the things he encouraged us to do was, maybe we should go up on the mountain. Let's go up on Table Mountain on Transfiguration Sunday. Well, the people I was traveling with, we decided to go up and hike up Table Mountain. It's straight up. Anybody been to Table Mountain in South Africa? Well, we decided we wanted to see the sunrise. Well, that meant leaving at 4 o'clock in the middle of the, when it was still dark. Our guide for leading us up that mountain was named Moses. <laughs> and those of us, we were not planning to hike at 4 o'clock in the morning in the dark, and we only had our cell phones as light. But there was Moses leading the way, bringing the light. When we got at the top of the mountain, we experienced what Barbara Brown Table says, that creation is the altar of God, of where there's awe and wonder. When we got on the top, it was, we got, we got to see the sunrise. But there we were above the clouds, and there were the little specks a part of what was in the city. It's a reminder we are just tiny people in God's awe and wonder. But we are part of God's beauty and creation. But I would guess that not all of your journeys of trips that you have taken or hikes that you have had have always gone really well where there was awe and beauty. Maybe sometimes you were surprised and in those moments you were found yourself stopped dead in the feet and you could not move. Maybe a storm or a cloud engulfed you. And in those moments, you didn't even know where God was. You were so afraid or filled with anxiety. And you wondered where God was. Again, in those moments where we are on a journey in life, we have that awe and wonder of God's experience. We also have those moments of where we are stopped in our tracks and are engulfed in a cloud. That is what was happening. 
for the disciples, the three disciples who were invited to go up onto the mountain. Now, you heard me do the preface of what Peter had confessed of who Jesus was, the Messiah, the Christ. But then Jesus also accused him of saying, Satan, get behind me. But did you hear that Peter was invited to be one of the three disciples to go up on this high mountaintop? And when they got onto the high mountaintop, what happened? But there was Jesus, who was transfigured. His clothing had become dazzling white, greater than bleach, dazzling white. That was the first thing the disciples experienced. Now, not only did that happen, he became all engulfed in white. And then something else happened. All of a sudden, the disciples discovered they were not alone. There was Moses and Elijah. Now, we have to remember, this was a time when there were no cameras, no social media, and there were no TVs. How did they know it was Moses and Elijah? Where did Jesus introduce them? These were disciples who grew up in the Jewish tradition they knew these superheroes, these pillars of faith. But there they were, Moses and Elijah, surrounding Jesus, supporting Jesus. How many times have you been part of a family gathering when someone is going off onto a new adventure and you invite the family to come around to support them and bless them? God knew what Jesus needed for the journey ahead. And so to send Moses and Elijah, Moses who was given the Ten Commandments up on a mountain, and also where Elijah, the prophet, who had been whispered over and over that God was with him as there was so much violence going on in the world. But here they were. And of course, Peter, who doesn't oftentimes think before he speaks, said, this is good to be here. Let's build these two, three dwelling places, one for you and Moses and Elijah. He got busy, but at the same time as he said, to, let's create these booths and these dwelling places, something happened. The third thing happened on that mountaintop. All of a sudden, the, the disciples and Jesus were alone. And then the heavens opened up, and the voice of God said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Listen to him. Transfiguration. Transfiguration Sunday, this celebration at the end of the Epiphany. It's one of those words that we don't use in everyday language. But we do use the word transformation. Transfer, uh, transfiguration is like a metamorphosis of where a caterpillar turning into something beautiful of a butterfly. I asked at our Bible study the other day, have you ever seen someone transfigured? And one of the people in the circle of that table said, when my dad had a stroke, we were there 
and we could see the side of his face being transfigured. As you know, stroke patients oftentimes can lose part of that. Have you had a time of where you have seen transfiguration? Desmond Tutu, former bishop of South Africa, he had written his book, uh, God Has a Dream, A Vision for Hope. He wrote about transfigure, transfiguration. He went out into his garden on a day, it was winter, and the grass was pale and dry and nobody would have believed that it was a few weeks time, there would be a lush and green, beautiful again, it would be transfigured. Desmond Tutu said, as I sat there quietly in the garden, I realized the power of transfiguration, God's transformation, what was happening in our world. The principle of transfiguration is at work when something so unlikely as the brown grass that covers our, our field in the winter comes bright green again or when the tree with gnarled leafless branches bursts forth from the sap flowing so that the birds sit chirping on the leafy branches, or when the once dry streams gurgle with swift flowing water, when winter gives way to spring and nature seems to experience its own resurrection. Tutu goes on to say the principle of transfiguration says nothing no one, no situation is untransfigurable. That the whole of the creation, nature waits expectantly for its transfiguration. And as Tutu sat in his garden, he thought about our desperate, at that time, apartheid, of the political situation in the light of the principle of transfiguration. And from that moment on, it helped him to see with new eyes. I have witnessed time again the improbable redemptions that are possible in our world. If there's a time in which we need transfiguration, it is a time in which we need, where we have divisions, where we have our wars going on. It's even in a time of our own journey, being here during transition time, of where we are wondering what is going to happen and when is that new pastor going to be called. But that's where we are reminded of the importance of listening, listening, listening to God. The call committee, I know, is listening to God as they continue to interview candidate, candidates. We as a faith community continue to listen as well. We can only imagine what it must have been like for the disciples as they were walking down the mountain top that day, wondering what they were thinking, what they experienced from the transfigured Christ to being there with the superheroes, and then to hear the voice of God speak, much like what happened at the time of Jesus' baptism. Jesus was surrounded by God's presence and was reminded that as he walked the journey ahead, he was not alone. How important for all of us to be reminded in whatever is happening in our lives that we walk not alone, but God is there with us 
and even is there in those moments of surprise. Now, as they were walking down the mountain, Jesus said, do not tell anybody yet until he is raised from the dead. In a couple days, we are going to be gathering together here for Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is a time where we are smudged with ashes. It is the beginning of our 40 days of a journey towards the cross and towards Easter. It is a time where we step back and gives a moment for us to reflect on our own spiritual life wondering where are the places of where we need renewal, a time to rebuild, a time to refresh, a time to remember what does our baptismal promises given to us, what it means for us to be God's love and light out into the world. It is a time of which throughout our journey together, you'll be receiving information of ways of which you can walk this journey to up the next mountain that where Jesus did die on the cross. But when we be reminded on that Good Friday of what happens, that is not how the story ends. There will be another time of where Jesus will be raised and will be dazzling white again and surrounded with God's promises of God rising from the dead, giving us new life and new freedom. So as we continue on our journey on this Transfiguration Sunday, may you be wrapped with the garment of God's light and love given to you at the time of your baptism May any fears that you maybe have transformed into hope and trust and reminded you, not walk, you are not walking alone. And may you be blessed as you listen to Jesus always. And may your eyes and your hearts be open to see the places around you that are transfigured and transformed. And most of all, may you listen to God's beloved Son. Amen. You've been listening to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. Thanks for joining us.